got poker chips when I was three for my birthday. Uh, so I have, it's really in my blood. I also love to lose money. Um, so I go really all in. Sit right down, auntie up. All the stories are true, ain't no time for gloves. Got an ace in the hole, is it funny or sad? What about that time when you molested your dad? Cause the story poker, that's the name of the game. We play every weekend, ain't no story the same. Story poker plays, telling their tale. If you fold, you for sure gonna fail. One head to head, gotta play your best or you'll wind up dead. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sorry Poker! I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. And I'm Omid Singh. This is our fifth episode in our six-week lead-up to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. If you're in Scotland and at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival the week of the 21st to the 27th of August, make sure to check us out at the Counting House in the ballroom at 1.45 p.m. all week. Different comics and performers every day with some of the most amazing stories you'll ever hear, all hoping to win that precious story poker glory. But let's get right into today's episode. Jeffrey, who do we have playing? This episode features Jason Collings, Megan Gailey, Eric Lampere, and Nicole Amy Schreiber. All hilarious and all really wanted to win. Let's take a listen to their aunties. First time I called a woman a bitch to her face was on an airplane. Um, the time I saw a rat fall from the sky. <laughs> what? Uh, the sordid way I got over my phobia of dolls. Whoa. Wow, okay. That time I pooped my pants in bed with my boyfriend. <laughs> All right. For those that are tuning into the podcast for the first time, the ante is a word or phrase that best describes the story the player wants to tell. I selected Megan Gailey's ante of the time I saw a rat fall from the sky. She bet a thousand in chips. So without further ado, I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. And I'm Omid Singh. And this is Story Poker! So I was bartending at a Irish bar in Chicago. I worked there for six years. I was a very bad bartender. Uh, this was on St. Patrick's Day. It was the busiest drinking day of the year. We knew that a rat had been loose in the bar for like six months because, I mean, you could we would see them sometimes like dart across. And Chicago rats are very fat. Like uh, they're huge. They look like the size of cats almost. Um, at one point he like ate a quesadilla on the floor. Like this bitch was getting very confident. <laughs> so we had set traps all over the bar to try and catch him. Could not find him for a very, very long time. Luckily, everyone that came into the bar was very, very old. So if we did see him dart, they missed it. Like, it was just like, no, nothing happened. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, on St. Patrick's Day, I was behind the bar working. And we had set up wrap tape at the top of the bar to try and catch him. And on that day, he decided to scurry across the top of the bar, got his little foot caught on the rat tape and in the process of trying to free himself from the rat tape 
launched himself <laughs> down from the sky <laughs> and into the trash can directly next to my head. So if you were a drunk person in Chicago drinking that day, it looked like a fat rat fell from the sky. <laughs> so our incredible owner, who is a dear friend, didn't want to close for the day because it was the busiest money-making day of the year. So he dragged the trash can into the alley and shot the rat with a gun. <laughs> wow. How American. And I was instructed to give everyone that was sitting at the bar and saw the rat fall green beer for the entire night, um, which was like a total of 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, that's it. All right. Great story. That was awesome. Great way to start off the round with a rat tail. It was a tail about rats, not a rat tail. No, no, I, I got it. Rat tail is a hairstyle. You know that, right, Jeffrey? Yes. So the other main themes that Megan brought up were restaurants, Chicago, food, St. Patty's Day, traps, drunkenness, shot the rat with a gun, green beer. I mean, this was a strong hand to start off round one. And I really liked how it was a really short story, too. Uh, but everything she mentioned, every one she mentioned, was just this fully formed character that I could picture like I was watching a movie. It was great storytelling by Megan Gailey. Our next two storytellers will be Eric Lampere and Nicole Amy Schreiber. They have to abandon their prepared stories and come up with new, true stories that somehow relate to what Megan's hand was all about. Nicole has a slight advantage because she will have everything Megan and Eric talked about for her hand. Can't wait to see what she'll connect with. Let's get into it. All right, Eric, call raise or fold. Uh, I'm going to raise. Whoa! Whoa. Right, right off the bat. You piece of shit. I'm going to go for uh, <laughs> right gonna go double. The... I'm going to go for double. I'm going to yeah. go for 2,000. Um, All right. I once ate a wild rat. Uh, I, I was doing a program called how to, how to Survive a Disaster Movie back in the UK where you had to do different challenges and you had to survive different sort of scenarios. And one is in a post-apocalyptic world, how, what would you eat? And rats are always around, right? They're in Chicago, they're everywhere, they're getting fat because they just survive, they're really good at surviving. And so I had to learn how to catch one uh, and then kill it. Uh, I didn't do a gun, I had a, a machete and I cut its head off. And I, I, I had to learn, to, I, had to, I skinned it, and the way you skin it is like, you, you take off like a lady's coat at a soiree, you start with the neck and then you sort of just take it down. Nice. Down. And, then, and, then, uh, and then I had to cook it and eat it. So I cooked it. Well, I'm glad and, you cooked uh, it. Really. Right, and, and like, pro you have to properly like charcoal it because rats carry disease and stuff and you have, to, you have to take out all the organs, you have to check the organs for any spots in case they have diseases and stuff. So while this guy, while this is cooking it, um, the guy he was like, this was in Florida, and he was so racist. <laughs> it was during the Obama thing, and he dropped the N bomb a few times, and I was like, Whoa. I said to him, I was like, dude, I'm not comfortable with this. Like, I think that's quite rude. <laughs> I was so British. I, I think it's quite rude. And what was really nice, he was a really polite racist. He was like, oh, I didn't mean to offend you. And I was like, uh, well, good. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and uh, then the rat was finally ready. And uh, the director then goes, Cut, Eric, you can't eat the rat for health and safety reasons. We've got chicken ready. And I went, no, 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 no. You made me kill something. So I'm going to eat it. I come from, like, I'm, I'm French, so we eat all our meat, especially if we kill it and stuff. I was like, I have to eat this rat. And they were like, don't be a diva. And I went, no, I'm not being a diva. You made me kill a rat. So I'm going to eat I'm gonna eat this fucking rat. And so they, they went back and forth in the UK just going, this guy wants to eat the rat. And they were like, all right, you can only eat a tiny bit. And I went, good, I'm glad. So I ate this tiny bit of rat. And two days later, I got worms. And uh, but I like that you were like, yeah. But I, just, the thing, I was still proud that I put my foot down. Uh, but the thing is, I didn't know I had worms for a few days because... 
you don't like worms like make you itch right well, bad but when they first start there's oh. only a few of them so it kind of tickles and i was like oh it's quite, tickles quite where well the asshole right <laughs> and i was like oh this is kind of nice it's interesting you know like when you, you know when you're tired and your eye twitches i was like oh well my my bum's i'm tired because i've been traveling around because that's like an eye is a sphincter and the bum's a sphincter and i was like well if they both twitch you're tired and i was like that's, that's logical uh, turns out it's not logical. I mean, it, it got bad. I got super itchy. Oh, man. And, uh, and, the, and the weirdest thing as well, so I got worms while I was in the UK, and then when I came back, I had to come back to Miami to do uh, to wrestle an alligator. <laughs> and, uh, and what was really weird, this is the funniest thing about it, it was really weird. <laughs> they used to itch at the nocturnal, so they would always itch at around 8 to 9 p.m. But back in Miami, that's 4 p.m. And I was like, fuck, that's when I'm filming. And like, because it gets really bad that you can't do any work or anything. Just, and I was like, oh my God, this is going to happen. But what was really weird is that they started itching 9 p.m. local time in Miami. And I was like, worms don't get, worms don't get jet lagged. <laughs> Which I found really interesting. And obviously they died and then I had to eat them because that's my rule. Amazing. Well, you have an amazing agent. <laughs> Eating rats. Have you seriously, seen alligators. the documentary Rats on, on Netflix? No, but... I'm don't like, ever watch it. I think he lived ever. Oh, my stomach is growling. Yeah, I just don't get why that wasn't your auntie. Uh, but... I will, because that's a really good story. I'm just going to call. Okay. okay. Nice. All right. So I'm going to tell a story about the time... A dildo got lost in my butthole. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but there's a big difference between a dildo and a butt plug. What? Um, I did know that. You did know that? I did. Okay, good. You don't look like you would know that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do I look like I would? Yes, you look all like right. you would. Absolutely. You look like you're well-versed in all butt play. Thank you so much. Um, with that said, I, I found out the hard way that there is a difference, and <laughs> you should know this. So... My boyfriend and I uh, were into some weird shit. Uh, we just, you know, were fun. We were a lot of fun. And this one time we were having sex, um, I was using a dildo in my butthole. Um, this story is really gross. Um, as I'm telling it, I'm like, wait, why am I telling this story? Um, I hope my wife listens to this just to, just to get a few tips. Yeah. Okay. So if your sex life is boring, buy toys. That's what we did. Our sex life wasn't boring. We just wanted to take it up a notch. Yeah. yeah. So we got a dildo. And this dildo happened to have been bright green and had a suction cup on the end because sometimes you want what? a suction cup, a dildo to a wall or a sure. tub or a whatever. A dog? A tub. A tub. A tub. A tub. A dog would be interesting. Yeah. 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 I love dogs. Uh, so we get this green dildo and we're having sex and um, I'm using the dildo on my butthole. And uh, at wow. one point I like let go of it because I was like, oh, we'll just leave that there. It's not going anywhere. Confident. <laughs> and my, then, ass is, my ass is keeping it together. All know. of a sudden, all of a sudden I like reach back down for it and I'm like, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, where did it go? And where I'm like patting around on the bed. I thought maybe it fell out. So I'm like, you know, to my then boyfriend, we'll call him Eric. Uh, oh, I was like, I Eric, Eric, where, where is the dildo? It's bright green. You can't miss it. And he's like, I don't see it anywhere. I was like, oh, my God, I think it might have fallen into my butthole. And he's like, well, that's not possible. And then I like 
felt, and I was like, yep, it's in there. Oh my God. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm sitting there Googling how to get a dildo out of your butthole. <laughs> With a dildo in your butthole. <laughs> With a dildo in my butthole. Ow, ow, and ow. Uh, you basically have to just like push it out, like oh, a piece of poop, sure. or you go to the emergency room. And I'm like, well, that's not a conversation I want to have with a Jewish doctor at Cedar sinai <laughs> So I'm like, I'm just going to go into the shower and just bear down and push this puppy out. And puppy. She loves dogs. And then Eric, my boyfriend, was like, well, can I watch? And I was like, you we are a would. sick fucking person. Ooh, of course not. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, if I can't watch, can I listen? And I was like, sure, you can listen. So then I went into the shower, which was a bathtub, because in L.A. they're two in one usually. Uh, And then I proceeded to have to poop out this green dildo. It just... Did you have a leg cramp or did you think about... No, that stuff is like, it's like triggers me for some reason. I'm like, blah. Yeah, no, no, no. Jesus. So then, yeah, that was it. That's my story. <laughs> did it wait, come what, out? Wait. Yeah, oh, and I pooped yeah. out and it fell in the tub. Oh, when it fell in the tub. I love that you guys are looking for a conclusion. It came out, right? Imagine if she's still like, <laughs> no, no, it's in there. Yeah. It could have been the big so, twist. You're so still the best part is, is when it came out, it like flopped in the tub and it like bounced around. <laughs> oh my God. It like bounced around the tub. Like oh, by the way, first, first I peed because you have to, you have to, you have to one before you two. Right, right. So I won and then two and then it's just like slippery little like fished around the bottom of the bathtub. And, and I still and have it. Eric I still have so it. Haven't used it since. <laughs> oh Haven't used it since. Well, beautiful. All right. Two powerful stories by Eric Lampere and Nicole Amy Schreiber. I just loved how quickly Eric had that story ready, and it just directly related to Megan's rat tail. And it was just as detailed and intricate as it was revealing about Eric's personality. I think it revealed that Eric's personality has worms in his ass. Which, which ironically was the exact part of Eric's story that Nicole used to call his hand. I thought it was a great connection, albeit a shocking one, said so bluntly. These first three hands are just a great example of how different stories can be, but still using the same or similar themes. It's been expert story poker playing so far. Let's finish off round one with Jason Collings, who ended up folding! Jason. I fold. Oh, no. Come on, Jason. You got yeah, butt anything stuff? Anything from what you've heard. Yeah. Nothing. You from guys are nuts. Any, any three stories. You got butt stuff. I am a father, okay? Yes. You so Okay, my son's stuff. ass. Anybody has my son's there ass. There you go. There you go. You got something? Oh, man. I, you, nothing, got, you, you got, got rats. Stuff? You got British, French. Uh, you got Chicago, Bathtubs. fucking Chicago, nothing. Nothing, nothing. that's going to compare. Green, your Jewish doctors? Green. Oh. He folds. All right, well, wow. wow. Okay, all right, all right. Jason folds. All right. Should have been a little more detail on that email. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan, this is the first time someone has folded on Story Poker, but this might be a strategic move. If he thinks that his round two ante or hand will win the round, this could be a smart play on his part. So in order for Megan to stay in the hand, she had to call Eric's bet. I, I believe in these two. I like to think of myself as the inspiration for those two other stories. We went from rats it's to assholes. Okay. All right. But she decided to fold as well. So the only hands eligible to win round one were by Eric Lampere and Nicole Amy Schreiber. The votes came in, and it was a three-to-one turn for Eric Lampere making Eric our round one chip leader, sending him straight to the final showdown. So congratulations to Eric Lampere for a well-deserved win. Let this be a lesson to everyone who's ever had worms in their asshole and has had to wrestle an alligator. You have good stories. Great lesson, Omid. Let's get into round two. Here are the aunties our players decided to go with. The time I met Jeb Bush. Ooh. 
topical. Presidential yeah. candidate. <laughs> the time I smuggled an underage friend in my trunk to Canada. It's trunk uh, euphemism? A trunk. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you love us. <laughs> yes. Uh, the time I stole my girlfriend's car in high school. I selected Jason Collings' ante of the time I stole my girlfriend's car in high school. He bet 500 in chips. Danny, play us in. It's the second round. The pressure's on. The stories are different, but it's still the same song. Who knows what they're gonna talk about now? The winner of this goes to the final round. It's, well, she was a... We were dating. She wasn't really my girlfriend, but we, we liked each other. <laughs> oh. After this, we stopped dating. Commitment issues. Okay. Well... I figured out how to break into. I, okay, I had a thing about stealing cars when I was in high school. Anyways, I stole a couple girls' cars that I that I was dating. This was a weird thing I did. But uh, she, I figured out how to break into her car. So in the middle of the night, me and my buddy, best friend, we went to her house. Her house was was positioned at the end of a cul-de-sac, right in the middle of it, facing the street on the way out. And her car was in the driveway. And so I get in there. I break. I break into her car. I put it in neutral and I roll it down the street. And when we get far enough away, I start it. And we have a full night in her car. We're going to house parties. And she's asleep, has no idea. Uh, her father was very strict. I didn't know this. And um, we went everywhere in this car. I got alcohol in it. I, I, we were smoking weed in the car. I mean, I was just a kid. Now, <laughs> you know what uh, kids do. A, a friend of hers saw us, thought we were her. And we're like, it's, when did you get that? I go, it's, just, it's not her car. I bought a car that looked just like it. Just the worst lying, you know. Because it's a small town kind of a feel. And it's. <laughs> I'm getting caught all night. Well, anyways, <laughs> I go to return the car, and when I get down the block where they can't see us, her, her father, her mom, and her brother are all out front dealing with this stolen car, and they're just pacing, hands on their heads, where's the car thing? So I, <laughs> at the end of the block, face the car towards her house, no. turn the lights off, put it in neutral, no. and push it. Oh my, wow. <laughs> to her house. And leave. The next day in school, she comes up to me. She was like, you're not going to believe what happened last night. I said, what happened? And she goes, well, my dad thought he heard something, and he went outside in the car, and my car was gone. My car had gotten stolen. It was gone. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. Somebody stole your car? I'm so sorry. You know, it was me. She goes, no, but that's not the crazy part. We're all out there in the front yard. And she was so dramatic. She goes, and from out of the darkness... My car just comes rolling into my driveway. <laughs> so the, I thought, you know what? I got a thing going here. So the very next week, I stole my buddy's car. <laughs> and the next morning, he called and he said, yo, I can't give you a ride to school today. I go, why? What happened? He goes, car got stolen. I'm like, ah, oh, no problem, dude. I'll use my mom's car. I'll come pick you up. So what he didn't realize I did is when we got to school, his car was on the rally stage in the middle of campus. I had put it up on the... So we all walk on campus together and he goes... There's my fucking car. <laughs> and I, just, I didn't tell him it was me till I think it was five or six years later. <laughs> and her, I never told her it was me. Oh, yeah, I never. Of course. Now she knows. Now, yeah, yeah, now she knows. She's, she's, she's not a listener. listener. Yeah. Oh now she God. knows that she's listening. Amazing. That was great. That was all right. That was Jason Collings with a perfect reset for round two. We've gone from things in buttholes to Grand Theft Auto. This was a great yet hesitant hand played by Jason. I think Nicole kind of got in his head with the fact that she lost a dildo in her butt, but Jason recovered beautifully by playing this hand about girlfriends, relationships, cars, pranks, and added these wonderful descriptions and scene settings. I 
felt like I was watching this really intense AMC drama just being played out right in front of me. I loved every minute of it. Our next two players are Megan Gailey and Nicole Amy Schreiber. I can't wait to see where their stories go. Megan, let's hear your hand. What is it if I think I have an equally fun story? Call. Call. And you put in 500? Yeah, okay. They, they made me. So, but I, I thought it was wonderful. Thank you. I'm sure that girl is fat now. Um, <laughs> that's usually what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I was at a wedding very small town in Indiana and I met a man there who turned out to be a mortician and we had a wonderful night together um, we hung out the whole night he was much shorter than me I should have just you know believed in myself more but I didn't so I ended up like going to the like after party with him and there was a guy there that he tried to like fight who was trying to talk to me who was not part of the wedding he had two cubic zirconiums in I mean it was like very <laughs> Indiana so I ended up like going back with the mortician man we hook up I um you know get up the next day and then like leave with my friends to go back home I realize I'm missing my ID and credit card I like cannot find it anywhere and so I call everybody I'm with I like look at all my friends purses I call him he's like no I don't have it I don't have it and so um like two weeks later I get an envelope in the mail and it has my ID and credit card in it and it's from him and so I call him and he's like I went to take my suit to get dry cleaned and I found your credit card and ID in my pocket. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Thank you. And then he proceeds to like ask me on a date. We lived in different places. He's like, can I come see you? I'm like, oh. Um, I just like wasn't into it anymore. I found out six months later when I was at a different wedding that he had actually gone into my purse, stolen my credit card and ID out of my purse to give to his underage girlfriend the very next day so she could go to a Cubs game and drink with him. <laughs> so he stole my identity. Uh. And cheated on his girlfriend and then used my identity for his girlfriend he cheated on. And then tried to still ask me out. And you said? I said no. <laughs> and now he's married to a fat woman. See? Right. Karma. Yeah, Karma. Fat, the ultimate revenge. Man, I can't Solid go again, call. huh? Solid call. All right, Nicole. Oh, yeah, you're out. Um, okay, I'm going to call. I'm going to call. All right. Okay. Um... Okay, so uh, when I was in high school, I was uh, really into shoplifting. Uh, anyone else shoplifting? No, just yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I wanted well. My mom, my mom was a fancy lady. Um, she liked fancy clothes, and she always wanted me to wear fancy clothes. And I didn't want to wear fancy clothes. I wanted to dress like the other kids at school. I wanted to wear Abercrombie because that's what everybody else was wearing, and that's what I wanted. And she wouldn't get it for me because she told me it was cheap garbage made by child labor in a foreign country. Yeah. Fair, very fair. She's very accurate, very ahead of her time. So uh, I wanted it, and she wouldn't give it to me. So I would go to the mall with my friends, and we would shoplift at Abercrombie and Gap and all these other places, Victoria's Secret. And we would just basically, it would do we do it during the winter because those were the optimal years, so you could layer underneath a jacket, and nobody would see it. So there were four of us, uh, each of us just layering it on, looking like a snowman, <laughs> just bigger and bigger and bigger, like thongs, bras. Wow. sweaters, everything, you name it. I mean, each of us probably on our own body probably had like $2,000 worth of clothing. <laughs> and then we're like, let's just go to Neiman Marcus. Let's do this. Let's go big. So we're like, all right, let's go. So then this one girl, Juliana, she was like, I'm going to shoplift a prom dress. Mm. And we were all like, no, like the ultimate. How are you going to go so big? How are you going to get that dress? <laughs> 
<laughs> so funny. We were all in awe of her shoplifting skills at this point. I was like, I could never do that. I was like, and at that point, we were in Neiman Marcus, and she was going to shoplift like a Donna Karen dress. And I was like, well, at this point, I could just ask my mom for the Donna Karen dress, and she would gladly get me that because she wanted me to have fancy things and not Abercrombie. So I was like, you know, Juliana, I was like, you don't need to do that. I'll just ask my mom to buy it for me and I'll give it to you. Maybe don't shoplift a Donna Karen dress. And she's like, no, 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 it's mine. I'm taking it. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. She's going to take this dress. So she goes into a dressing room, somehow puts the dress on. And like, there was like a train on the dress and she snakes the train down her, down Mm -hmm. the leg of her pants. Mm -hmm. So it totally fit. But she had this like one like club leg, <laughs> like this one leg that was like really big. It looked like she had like elephantitis of just like, that one leg. <laughs> and I was like, we're so busted. Like you totally look like you have something stuffed on your pants. She's like, it's fine. They'll never notice. Anyways, we're walking out of Neiman Marcus and we realize there's a mall cop following us. And I'm like, we are so fucked. Like this is like what? Grand Larson or what is it? What, it, what, it, what is it? It's not Grand Theft Auto. It's, what is it when you, it's like. You're in, you've... A crime, it's a crime. It's a huge crime. I'm like, we're so fucked. Like, we are so, so fucked. And one of my friends who I was with was like, we're not gonna, if something happens, I'll call my dad. My dad's the lawyer for the mall. And I'm like, of course. (laughs) Of course, like the one, the one other Jewish girl that I'm with is like, my dad's the lawyer for the mall. Mr. Westfield. So we were walking back to the other end of the mall where we're parked and we realized this guy is still following us. So we stop off in Saks Fifth Avenue at the other end of the mall and we go into the bathroom there and we all were like guys we need to dump all of this so we all take off all of the clothes everything that we had on and we started stuffing it in like the bathroom stalls in the period box in the tampon box you guys don't know this but there's like a tampon box in each stall so we're all stuffing the clothing in each of these boxes getting it off and we're stuffing it behind toilets everything we're all back down to our normal clothes we're like all right let's just go let's walk out of here like nothing happened we don't have anything on us they can't prove it so we walk out, we're walking to our car. The mall cop's still following us. We get to her car. He, the mall cop had disappeared at that point because when we got outside, he stopped following us. And we're like, oh, we're in the clear. We're fine. Let's, let's just get out of here. We get to her car. All of a sudden, like four like cop cars oh, surround us. And we're like, holy fuck. And then Tracy, the girl whose dad was the mall cop, was the mall lawyer, was like, guys, I got this. And like <laughs> steps to the front and she's like, is there a problem, officer? And he's like, uh, yeah, can you can we check you ladies? And they like pat us down, go through all of our shit, nothing on us. And he's like, all right, um, well, we're, we're going to let you go. And then at that point, they're just going to let us go. But of course, my friend Tracy is just like hyped up and a total bitch oh, at this no. point. And she goes, I want your name and your badge number, all of you. Uh-huh. And she like writes down everybody's name and badge number. She's like, I'll have you know that my dad is the lawyer for this mall. And I am going to be telling him about how the way you treated all of us. And I was like, why are you doing this? Please stop There's doing this. There's clothes in the tampon box. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, everything, everything is in the bathroom stall. They don't know anything. Let's just get the fuck out of here. So I'm thinking we're totally fine. Go back to my house. She sleeps over at my house that night. She lives right down the street from me. She was like my closest friend. She was like that friend who like would run away from her house and just come to my house. And then her parents would be like, all right, let's go. Uh, anyway, so her parents came over the next morning. We come downstairs and my mom and her parents are all sitting at the kitchen table talking. Oh and my mom goes, you're dead. And then Tracy's mom is like, Mall co- um, shoplifting at the mall. I don't even remember what she said. Anyways, we got busted for it. They found all the stuff in the bathroom stall. But the best part of it was, was Tracy that day had gotten a tattoo or something. 
And somehow her mom, like, because her mom was like, she didn't steal anything. She probably bought it. So her mom went and looked at the charges on the credit on her credit card and saw a tattoo charge. And then she actually, the thing she got in the most trouble for was the tattoo. Wow. That was <laughs> All it. right. Yeah, no, it's just, that was it. Amazing. Wow. All right. I'm like trying to remember other details of it, but I, I feel like there's probably more, I love, but that was it. I love that your mom thinks Abercrombie is just trash. Yeah, she thought it was such trash. Well, I had a fancy mom. She grew up poor and then made money and then just wanted me to have only fancy What mall things. was it? What city was it in? Um, it's Somerset in Somerset. Troy, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a super. There's like Shout a sax and a name. Shout out to the mall's lawyer. Nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anyways. Go ahead, guys. That was Megan Gailey and Nicole Amy Schreiber closing out round two. Both played great hands. I love how Megan's stories were like quick jabs that moved her narrative along. Not one breath was wasted. And Nicole uses more of a haymaker style, throwing everything at you, taking you off guard, using blunt force trauma to surprise you at every turn. I also found it very interesting on how each of them related to Jason's initial story so differently. Megan choosing to focus on the relationship aspect of his hand, while Nicole chose to focus on the larceny. While all the stories were different, the constant theme throughout all of them was stealing. Jason stole his girlfriend's car, Megan's identity was stolen, and Nicole stole a bunch of high-end clothing. It was a real exciting round. Let's see how the players voted. One for Nicole. One for Megan. Ooh. One for, one for Jason. Jason. Oh, wow. Oh, you do get to vote. It was a three-way tie. We had to go to Eric Lampere for the tiebreaker. Basically, he got to decide who he wanted to face head-to-head -head with in the final showdown. Let's hear what he did. So you do get to vote. Who do oh, you like? that's so write, it, write it down and I like give all it to of them. Yeah, I, the, okay. the, the story that fascinated me the most was Nicole's, but I hate your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I kind of don't want you to win only because of your... Horrible friends. You shitty friends. Um, <laughs> I mean, Rich kids helps, they're not my left. friends anymore. Then it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Amy Shriver, the winner of the second round. The votes came in, and it came down to Eric Lampere being the tiebreaker, giving Nicole the win with a two-to-one-to-one -to -one vote over Megan and Jason, sending Nicole Amy Schreiber into the final showdown against Eric Lampere. Omid, I'm very excited about this one. These are fantastic storytellers who both have a great eye for detail. Let's hear the final antis first. How I got over my phobia of dolls. Uh, and mine is the time I pooped my pants in bed with my boyfriend. Well... I selected Eric's ante of the time he got over his phobia of dolls. He bet a massive 5,000 in chips. So this is it, the final showdown between Eric Lampere and Nicole Amy Schreiber. Who will walk away with story poker glory? Let's find out right now. Danny, play us in. It's the final round, it's come to this. You better stay tuned cause you don't wanna miss. The final tales of who will win. So let me shut up so that they can begin. Uh, final round. Final round. Go 5,000. 5,000 fake dollars. <laughs> um, my mum uh, was uh, 15 years old when she had me, uh, which is uh, too young. Basically, super <laughs> it's just—it's—it's it's too young. Like Ew. she knows that. I already told her. Like you should have had an abortion, because like it totally ruined her life. She was young, right? Which now is awesome because I'm in my thirties. She's in her thirties. Boys, it's just ace. It's just awesome having a young, cool mum. But back then, she was fifteen. She was too young. And uh, one day, she let me watch uh, Child's Play, 
which is the, the movie from Chucky where yeah. Chucky kills children. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I think I was six, six years old, six, seven years old. Uh, so I just became terrified of things that had faces that would potentially come alive, right? So anything with a face sort of scared me. And it's uh, uh, especially dolls, which is called pediophobia. And so mm. I was, I was, I was so, I mean, I was so scared. And, and one day she, she, thought, she thought it was funny that I was scared of dolls, right? Because she was like my older sister, 15 years, my, my older sister, basically. And one day she got a doll for Christmas. I mean, that's how young my mother was, right? <laughs> she got a, a porcelain doll from like a weird aunt or something. It was an awful gift. But she saw an opportunity to scare me. She, so she, uh, this was the day after Christmas, she hid under my bed with a doll and a knife. And then as I came near my bed, just popped out and she went, boom, right? And uh, I was scared and I pissed myself. Um, and, and that's like, that's my mother. So, uh, so I was terrified. And to the point where like my mom has two sisters, both younger as well, so like they're like they're like sisters, and and um, and, uh, and and we would visit my grandmother who lives in France, and there was a guest room, and, and as they got older, that guest room just got filled with all their old stuff, which was all their dolls, and the Ooh. guest room was where I stayed, and so I never really stayed there because I was just terrified. I used to stay on the sofa, and uh, I, I, got, I got so scared that one day I went up upstairs. My grandma asked me to get something from my guest room. I opened the door. I, I propped it open with a chair, you know, just in case it would slam shut and stuff like that. And obviously nothing happened, but I was, I was scared. And I, I, then I got to the stairs and I thought, what's the worst thing that can happen right now? And I thought, there's a doll behind me. <laughs> and I looked behind me and I could see this doll. And obviously there wasn't a doll. There wasn't a doll there. But I was so uh, terrified of dolls, I could see one there. And then my brain went, what's the worst thing that could happen now? Well, it would run after me. And it did. So obviously seeing is believing, but believing is seeing, basically. So I, I just I sort of like, I fell downstairs, broke, almost broke my leg and stuff. So that's how scared I was. So now you know how scared I was. How I got over it was, uh, I hadn't seen my grandma for a few years, and this was my teenage, teenage years. And in, as a teenager, uh, in a young boy's life, uh, our bodies change, and uh, <laughs> we need to do things uh, to our bodies. And uh, uh, I, I fucked all those dolls. Uh, every single one of those dolls I got in that room, and I fucked them all, all of them. And like, even the teddy bears, and they had nothing to do with it. Oh. Uh, but it was, and, and now in hindsight, because at the time I didn't realize that maybe this was cathartic. I didn't realize that, oh, I'm getting rid of all this pain and, and the horror that they caused me as a young child. But like, quite recently, in the last six months, I, I remembered this story and I was like, oh, sh that's how I got over my fear of dolls. Um, and dogs, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, Nicole, I, I fuck dogs as well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, and it's only now I realized that's how I got over my fear. And, uh, but also what I'm worried about is, as a young man, I didn't realize that, you know, semen stained. And so now I, I'm, I feel sorry for my grandma who just found all these sticky dolls. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I got over it, yeah. Nice. Okay. Amazing. Eric, Eric, I think you just uh, found the cure to racism. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, amazing. Yeah. Nicole, wow. Amy I mean, Schreiber. I mean, I don't know if I can beat that. I mean, I'm just going to call it just because I yeah. feel like folding would be sad if I did that. Um, what am I but at least it's a story where I fucked something, so I'm sure you can say something. 5,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Oh, I should have gone all in in one. Yeah. What an yeah. idiot.
I mean, yeah, I mean, that is a really great story. I think I'm just still going to tell my story. Well, think, it... about, think about the options you have. Okay. You got dolls. You got fucking. You grandma. You got fears. You got grandma. Come. You got come. You got... You got young moms. You got France in there, I heard, fear. for a second. You got fear. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you have a story for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the come and the fuck. Yeah. Come. Okay. I'll tell a come story. Yeah. All right. Okay, so... I started dating this guy in Los Angeles, we'll and I Eric. was like, <laughs> actually, his name was Eric. <laughs> wow. His name was actually Eric. Uh, and I liked him so much. He was shorter than me, which was like, like I, yeah, short guys are gross. <laughs> like, you're, you're not a big spoon. You're a backpack. Um, <laughs> so you have pediophobia as well. Yeah, real, oh, real bad. Anyways, but I was just like, you know what? He's, he was so funny, and he was like really into the outdoors, and he was kinky, and it was like, he was all the things that I had wanted in a man. And he was Jewish, so I was like, oh, this will be perfect. My mom won't complain about bringing him home because he's Jewish. He's going to be, he's a catch. And I was like, oh, God, don't fuck this up, Nicole. Don't fuck this up. So we'd been dating at that point for probably about a month. And he takes me to Jerry's Deli, and we have Motswell soup, all this delicious food. And I overeat because that's what I do. Who doesn't eat to the point of nausea? I ate to the point of severe nausea. And then we go back to my house, and we're hooking up. And I'm giving him a blowjob. And then all of a sudden, I just started to choke and then I threw up on his dick. <laughs> and Wait. I threw up matzo ball soup all over him. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought it was a coming story. <laughs> well, th there Wait was come eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said to me, he goes, oh, my God, did you just throw up on my dick? And I was like, oh, my God, I did. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he goes, oh, don't worry. Now I have matzo balls. Oh, oh that's very nice. Very nice. Anyways, and then I Classic ran away, dude. I ran away, and I oh. hid in my closet, <laughs> butt naked, and he was like, what are you doing? Why are you hiding? And I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm so embarrassed, I don't know what to do. He's like, he's like, you're probably, you probably vomit on you right now, go into the shower, wash off. And I was like, no, I don't want you to see me like this, you have to go home. He's like, I can't go home. He's like, I'm covered in vomit. He's like, and there's vomit all over your <laughs> wow. room. I can't go anywhere. He's like, I just want you to know I really like you still. Oh, that's so nice. Who is this guy? It's, it's my ex-boyfriend, Eric. It's Eric, just you guys are a bunch of good guys. Um, oh. And I was like, oh my God, you still like me? And I opened the door and I'm just like, there's just... <laughs> there's vomit all over me. There's vomit just all over his junk. Oh. And he's like... And I'm like, you really? You still like me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I think I like you even more now. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I love you. And then we said, I love you. It was like after a month. Covered it was perfect. Covered, covered and vomit. And then we like went and showered off together and then finished having sex. And then he came. Then he came. Why did you guys break up? Um, we she broke up because. Um, <laughs> she wouldn't vomit on him anymore. <laughs> Became a fetish. Why did we break up? Oh, I don't, oh, know. I don't know. You got fed? Because I'm fucked up. I'm no, sorry. I broke up with him for something. I just uh, needed to know. Yeah. I'm yeah. terrible in relationships. Well, that is the end of all of our Amazing. stories. Great for this job, episode. Very good. Every player gets to vote now for uh, who they think had the best story. Go ahead, guys. Vote for our and hand two him over to Omid. Final showdown contestion. One for Eric. Two for Eric. One for Nicole. Three for Eric. Eric is the champion. I, I'm going to be honest, I, I vote for myself, guys. <laughs>
Because I am so competitive, I was like, it might, nice. be, it might be a draw here. And those are all the stories we have for you on this episode of Story Poker. What a fantastic way to end this show. Both players played great hands, but Eric Lampere got the votes with a 3-1 to win over Nicole Amy Schreiber, making him this week's Story Poker champion. We want to thank all the players this week, Jason Collings, Eric Lampere, Nicole Amy Schreiber, and Megan Gailey. Make sure to follow them on all their social media platforms linked in the description. Do you agree with the results? Which antis would you have selected? Do you have stories that you think could compete with the ones that you've just heard? Email us at storypokershow at gmail.com and go to storypoker.net for all updates about all things Story Poker. If you're in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, make sure to check us out on our live shows at the Counting House in the Ballroom at 1.45 p.m. all week, August 21st to the 27th. Mark your calendars now! Make sure to follow Story Poker across all mediums at Story Poker. And please subscribe, rate, comment, and share Story Poker on iTunes. Follow Omid and I, respectively, at Jeff Baldinger and at Omid underscore Singh. And until next time, I'm Omid Singh. And I'm Jeffrey Baldinger. And this is Story Poker! Good. I honestly, I mean, I realize that majority of my stories are just shock value and they're not actually good stories. Yeah, that, was that was a beautiful story. That was a love story. That was a love story. Yeah, but yeah, the throwing up on the balls thing. Oh man, I really like that. just said, made it up. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. That's the game. Beautiful. Oh, love it. So fun. It's going to do very well at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. yeah. Should be great. And he, he is the fun. voice of someone who would know if it was going to work. Yeah, it would work pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job, everybody. Oh, my God. It was right on time. Right on time. I, was I was lucky that Megan chose a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Nicole. Take those two. Oh, you're the big winner. It's the cocky confidence of those friends. Like, oh. It's only rich kids that shoplift, too. I mean, like, my, it was always the richest kids. I'm like, well, well, I used to, I used it's a power thing. Because I was homeless. So I was like, I, oh. so I filmed. Yeah, so but that's a survival. That, like, you can shoplift. But, like, the lawyer's I daughter had, didn't yeah, need to be none shoplifting. Of us, none of us, by the way, we went to private school. Like, none of us had any business shoplifting. I was at all, whatsoever. I was terrified of shoplifting. Steal cars all day. I mean, no, one, no wonder you put so much stuff up your butt. Like, you need the thrill yeah. to keep going up That's and up. That's what you should have yeah. the clothing. We should it never, we should never have gone into the Neiman Marcus. I think if we had just bailed before The then, security there is Neiman Marcus has better security. You gotta learn to want to walk away. That was your Ocean's Eleven. It's like poker, you have to learn to walk away. My mom my mom was so fucking mad at me. Um, I've never shoplifted ever, not once in my life, and I never fell asleep in school. But I'm a pathological liar. (laughs) (laughs) I just love school. That's amazing. All right, we are at our.